Hey guys, what's up? This is Chris Chavez, co-host of History Creeps, Hardly Kayfabe, and Chris and Anthony Just Can't Stop. Normally, you'd hear a bumper for the network right about now. Instead, I wanted to take a moment to ask a favor. If you've ever listened to many of our shows on the network, you've heard us talk about a place that has quickly established itself as a staple of downtown Buffalo over the past couple of years. Mizuta Chow's is a Japanese-themed bar-slash-restaurant-slash-retro-80s arcade that features amazing Japanese-inspired street food, top-shelf drinks, and a glittery pink staircase that has become one of Buffalo's most popular Instagram selfie destinations. Like many other establishments around the country, Mizuta Chow's was forced to shut their doors and lay off their staff when the COVID pandemic hit. At first, they didn't let that stop them from helping the community. For weeks, Johnny Chow and his partner Christy, along with a number of other Chow's employees, worked to feed essential workers on the front lines treating those affected by the virus. They organized pop-up drive through grocery supply stores for anyone who needed essential items. The crew at Mizuta Chow's has worked tirelessly to support the community during this rough time. Now, we here at the network want to help show our appreciation for an establishment that has proven what it means to be a neighbor in the 716. Recently, a GoFundMe was set up to try to raise money to help Mizuta Chow's pay employees, bills, and ensure that when it's safe to, they can open their doors to the good people of Buffalo and Western New York. I know things are rough everywhere, but if you are able to, please consider donating to the Mizuta Chow's Relief Fund on GoFundMe. Every bit helps. You can also find a link at bicbp-radio.com. Thanks for listening and supporting the network. Now on with your show. Episode of the panel discussion. You're home for comic book talk every week right here on the network. We're back. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts alongside this week with my good friend Micah. Micah, how are you doing? Ba-na-na-na-na. It's the motherfucking DRE, Dr. Dre, motherfuckers. Dude, I'm great because it's May 4th, and may the 4th be with, with you. So and, uh, and also with you. And also wait, thank with you. you. Thank you. No, 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 but but mostly with you, my child. <laughs> I uh, speaking of who the force is not with is our uh, our comrade who's currently fallen. Yeah, he uh, actually. What happened was, I seen it myself. I seen it firsthand. All right, Thanos. Yep, snapped his gauntlet, and little, I thought we snap. were done with this. Greg turned to dust. Greg it's looked gotta at be me. About... And, he looked at me and said, <laughs> "Porcupine Jones, I don't feel too good." And he just turned to dust in my arms. It was the saddest thing, but then I, I ate some burritos and now we're here. <laughs> so I'm I'm not gonna be able to give you an exact date as to when Greg will return. It could be anywhere from next week to about five years. Yeah, so, this might um, kill him. This might this we might have a memorial episode for him next week. We we very might well might. Um he, <laughs> uh so yeah greg is out of commission myself and micah holding down the fort today with the panel discussion uh and we got some we're moving into our new theme uh this month of course with the uh milfs i mean moms slash asian history hot moms slash asian history month and uh we just fell into this one today uh of course it being star wars day may the fourth be with you and i think is there one for the sixth or is the fifth 
Revenge of the Fifth or Revenge, Revenge of the, of the Sixth. Fifth, I man, can't remember. Yeah. It's the fifth. So it works perfectly. That's when the episode comes out. No, no, so, no. Uh, Revenge we're gonna... of the Sixth because tomorrow Cinco de Mayo. That's Margarita Day. That's right. That's yeah, what it is. Yeah, when we recover okay. with a hangover, we're really pissed off. We use our hate, and it, it guides us, and that's Revenge of the Sixth. Perfect. That makes more sense. So we're prepping you for Revenge of the Sixth. So bear with us. Um, we got some cool characters that fit right within the guidelines that we're going to talk about today. Uh, but first, we got a little news to discuss. First, I'm probably going to pronounce his name wrong. Taika Waititi. I think, did I say it right? It's Waititi. Waititi. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, the first part, you got right. right. Okay. Um, I'm getting there. Names are not my strong suit. But uh, it was announced today, perfect timing, that he will be directing a new Star Wars film, which has me very, very excited. Um, haven't been the biggest fan of the Disney expansion, but a lot of the one-off films have been wonderful. The TV shows have been wonderful. Yep. Uh, Mandalorian, like Rogue One is probably one of my favorite Star Wars movies of all time. Not going to oh, lie. Normal. I thought it was great. Um, so I'm excited to see. I'm really curious as to what property, what what part of this Star Wars universe he's going to get to his hands on. Is it going to be a mainstream character that we're um, familiar with? Is it going to be maybe an unknown that they're going to bring in? I, I'm not sure. I'm not entirely certain. Well, I think nobody knows, but um, now, I, what are your I, thoughts on that? Uh, honestly, I think it would be super cool if he directed the sequel to Solo. I would love to see Solo 2 come out, and I would love to have him at the helm because of that the humor that he brings into the Star Wars. Star Wars always had this little corpse. It's fun shit here and there. But yeah. the humor that he brought to the episode that he directed, I believe it was episode eight of The Mandalorian, seven or eight with... Uh, now, if if you're unfamiliar with with uh, with who this gentleman is, he worked on Flight of the Concords, uh, What We Do in the Shadows, and of course, everyone's favorite, Thor Ragnarok. Uh He's a powerhouse. He has the great balance of action, comedy, suspense, and even drama. He's an excellent writer. He's a fantastic director. And I would love to see him dive into the world of the smugglers in Star Wars. I think that would be really cool. You don't need Jedis and Sith in Star Wars. Is it fucking cool? No. Yes. But it's not necessary. And the movie Solo prove that to us. And unfortunately, it did terrible in the box office. But I would... I, I know that it's doing well with streaming and it's doing well in Blu-ray sales. So I think that might be enough to expand into the solo universe into the smugglers and have a sequel to solo. It's it deserves a sequel. And I think if he's directing it instead of Ron Howard, it'll bring a fantastic element and edge. And like I said, with, uh, I almost said Harrison Ford, and I completely <laughs> forgot the kid that played uh, Han Solo in that, but he did a great job, but I think he'll do even a better job with someone like, uh, uh, dude, Jesus Christ, I just, <laughs> Takiki, <laughs> Taka Watiki, uh, Watiki uh, directing, directing this and, you know, standing behind that character. I think that would be fantastic. Let's keep that going. Uh, no reason for nothing new and no reason for him to control the old Republic or anything like that. Uh, no, no, I agree. Not. I agree. Yeah. I whether it is Han Solo, well, whether it is Han Solo, whatever it is, I hope it is in, in between three and four, wherever it is. I hope it is some, something between three and four. Cause that's the era oh, that yeah. I'm, 
most curious about. There's so much going on, and you can oh. you can still like like you said, you don't need the Jedi. You don't need the Jedi, but you can oh. still do. There's tons of flicks. There's tons of characters that like uh, that that there's you can reference a lot of the old and new trilogy. You know, old and prequel trilogy. With yep. with something in between though, so I think it's the perfect fitting. Uh, people get their little nostalgia, you know, their nostalgia bone tickled when uh, when you reference the prequel trilogy nowadays too. But oh, um, yeah, yeah, it's I, I hope everyone's it's there. getting older now, and we look back on that, and it's yeah. Uh, where for me, those uh, the prequels are kind of, are really hard to watch. But I know like everyone that's like ten years younger than me or so, that's the Star Wars <laughs> they grew up on, like yourself. So you appreciate right, right. those movies, and I um. I appreciate the story and yeah it's a, a lot of those prequels are cringeworthy but you already know that <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I yeah like you said i'm a little bit more favorable towards them one i'm not so fond, overly fond of but um the story again i, I think it's always been it star wars has such a such a fun lore that i yeah i'd it's it opens up a whole number i used to read the books all the time oh yeah uh, and this and that so i i think I have a whole pile of books, so I love whatever I can get that has to do with Star Wars, as long as it all changes along and makes sense. I know they've retconned a lot of things uh, in that time, but um, yeah, but yeah. So this this is great news, and it, honestly, because I think right, her name's Kathleen Kennedy, the one who's in charge of all the Star Wars Disney stuff. Um, for now, she's saying for now. She was saying after Solo came out and it bombed at the box office that there was going to be a while before they did anything like that. Um, before they did any movies, uh, any spinoff movies, but I'm glad because right that came out in what 2018. Uh, I'm I'm glad they're changing direction with that again. I just Tyke is the perfect director to do to bring it back. I Hell guess. yeah! Uh, well, it's it's great that he has a movie, but the other I know there are going to be other Star Wars movies coming out now. Is Ryan Johnson? He's not. He's done with that, right? He's God. I hope so. <laughs> Okay, because I, I read, I the, so. the last thing I read is that he's he's in this Knives Out universe now to where he's stepping away from Star Wars, plus all the hate that he gets. Uh, yeah. And I, I know if he gets something new, of course, the, the Skywalker saga is done. The only thing he can fuck up is his own shit. Um, <laughs> right? He can make his own character, yeah. then fuck them over. Um, <laughs> but let's... Uh, Let's get a let's give Dave Filoni a movie. He deserves it. I'm go, I'm good it. for that. Did fantastic yeah. on the Clone Wars, fantastic on Rebels, and the work he did on the Mando. Dave Filoni deserves a movie. I think so. I think so. I can definitely agree with that. Uh, yeah, Ryan Johnson was actually slated. He was supposed to get the next. They were going to do another trilogy soon, and yeah. Ryan Johnson was supposed to helm the next trilogy. Which, oh God, help us if that ever comes true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so there's that. So that's pretty cool. Um, and then Clone Wars. No, would say it was the last episode. Uh, the oh, news, man, uh, the new season. Tell us it about was, it. Uh, well, don't spoil it. But I'm not going to spoil anything. It was the series, <laughs> the series finale, and of course we waited. Oh God, what was it? Six, seven, seven years ago is when Disney acquired the rights to Star Wars. That's twenty, yeah, it was like twenty twelve, twenty thirteen, yeah, right around then. Okay, so you say eight, yeah, seven, eight, yeah. yeah, eight years ago, and that's when the 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 series ended, the Clone Wars, and it ended abruptly, unfortunately, because they came in and they were like, oh yeah, well, we're gonna continue the Clone Wars series. That's totally fine. 
But then when they required everything, they were like, you know what? Actually, we're not. Uh, right. But there was there was enough story, and also, of course, with Disney Plus and the fandom, they were able to pull off this last season to kind of close that. Uh, to oh god damn, I was gonna come out and say it. I cried. Did you? I totally, yeah, I totally cried. Uh yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was very. Very emotional. The last uh, five minutes. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. Okay. Be- it was beautiful. But man, it it uh, it hit. It hit hard. Um, the last four episodes of this Clone Wars uh, season seven, the final season, is some of the best TV I've ever seen. And how the fuck really? is a Disney Star Wars show better than the last season of Game of Thrones? I. I. I it. It blows my mind. That's bold. Um, yeah. I yeah, I'm coming out and saying the last uh this this last season beat that the this series finale totally topped uh Game of Thrones series finale. Um, okay. Yeah, it's great. Everybody should log on to their Disney account, log on to a buddy's, get it, watch this last season of the Clone Wars because man, it 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 goes hard. Uh I think a lot of this there's a lot of uh the story follows Ahsoka Tano. Uh, who we know is going to be finally after all these years in live action in the next season of Mandalorian, which is extremely exciting. And they've really, it's just like in wrestling, man, they really built Ahsoka up in this. Okay, good. Yeah. Cause she's one of the, she is incredibly popular, very, very powerful. Um, And and before this, I think the last time we've seen her, it was in Rebels, right? She had a little one-off fight with with Darth Vader that was actually pretty cool. But that was, I think, that was the last time we've seen her in in, in any any t- television action form. I, I'm pretty sure that was the last appearance. Correct. Um, so this is good. People are people are very excited um, at that notion. I know this is widely talked about when it was announced. So I'm happy to see that them bringing this expanded universe and they're bringing it to more a little bit more live action. Uh, they started to do that in recent years when they brought Darth Maul. Uh, Darth Maul back for the solo movie, and I'm I'm, I'm glad they're connecting that a little bit better now. You don't watch um, any of that, good, uh, a, any, any of the the series, do you? Like Clone Wars or uh, Rebels, huh? Sparingly, not as much as I would like to. I know my uh, my uncle's a huge Star Wars freak, and he loves it. And he brags about it all the time. You're missing um, out, man. But I've never. I know. I, I hear it about it all the time. Uh, so it, honestly, especially Rebels, that's all Dave Filoni and uh, everything there with Darth Maul. And then eventually Kenobi. Oh my God. It, yeah. It's amazing. Um, I mean, it's a shame that it was in an, a, a live action motion picture that is on this essentially a cartoon, but this shit's better than a lot of the movies, man. No, I'll take your word for it. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to have to revisit it. Um, I've watched like the first few episodes here and there, and I always got caught up in something, something new released, and I should have just finished uh, what I was watching, but that's, that seems to be the case a lot nowadays. But, all right, I think that's I think that's it for news. I think that's it for news. Very appropriate. I don't know. There hasn't been too much else announced. This isn't comic book related, but Nicolas Cage is going to be playing as the Tiger King himself, Joe Exotic, in a TV that's worth a mention. series. What yeah, the fuck? That's worth a mention. <laughs> I mean, this year, 2020 is one of the fucking weirdest years ever, man. We started off with World War Three, a bunch of other bullshit happened, and this shit happened, then we got fucking murder hornets. But 
in, in the midst of it all, why is it that we're, uh, we're what, five months into the year, the best thing to happen to us is this fucking gay redneck with a mullet that abused a bunch of tigers. I don't understand it. But yeah. good for Nicolas Cage, though, man. I love Nick Cage. I do, too. People people hate on him a lot. People hate oh, on him a lot. Shame. I like me people, Nicolas Cage. People don't know what the fuck they're talking about. The disrespect. It's real. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, all right. Let's get into our our uh, topics today, our, our, our the, the, the meat and potatoes of this episode. The meat and potatoes. Uh, We're going to talk about the hottest potatoes. moms out there right now. That's right. We are. We are. Mike, I think, do you want to start off since we're kind of rolling off with Star Wars stuff? Do you want to start this one off? I'll keep it going, man. I'm going to keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. The the best mom in in the history of his, well, fuck, I don't know. Her son was kind of a piece of shit. Uh, But that depends (laughs) if you go with the movies or if you go with legends. I mean, whatever. You You get one, you get another. Who knows? One's a murderous fucking rampage asshole. The other one is actually pretty cool, but then he turns to shit. I'm talking about Princess Leia. Um, princess turned general Leia. Um, everybody knows the story behind Princess Leia, and it's it the it's not just movies; it's the fucking comic books too. Uh, yep. the, co- the the shit that she does in the comic books is great. Uh, her it's if you get, if you get into the comics, there's a lot of stuff with her, Luke, uh, and Han. They go on all like these like almost side quest, really cool stuff that they do. Um. But I, I don't know. For the last minute here, I thought I was listening to myself talk, and I'm like, man, I'm talking a lot like Donald Trump. Like, it's great. Trust me. Princess Leia is phenomenal in the comics. She's the best. <laughs> believe me. She's so good. The, co- the comics are great. Have you seen the movies? <laughs> phenomenal. Um, but what what I wanted to get uh, to touch base with, and this was actually in a series. I forgot the name of the series, but it takes place seven years before uh, Force Awakens. Now, Matt, you know that they're like the it's kind of like unspoken that there are secrets in Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Nobody knows that Anakin Skywalker is actually Darth Vader. Very, very select few people know it. And if they, if Vader encountered somebody who knew it, I know in a lot of the comics, he would kill them. Kill them. Uh, that was his MO. No, he'd kill them. Uh, There's a couple people that hinted towards it. Yep. And yeah, I remember, I remember reading and, and watching all sorts of like Star Wars theory videos, all sorts of different videos. And, and yeah, he'd, he'd get what he could out of them and just murder them. And so now that they, they couldn't tell. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously the, the, the main characters, they all, they all basically knew. Yeah. Uh, Tarkin. He knew. He just never said it. Uh, Thrawn right. knew. Th- Thrawn knew exactly who it was because Thrawn, Thrawn is a fucking genius. Thrawn uh, was one of those who pushed his buttons a lot. Yeah, he pushed his buttons. Vader never killed him, obviously, but um, Thrawn definitely a, pushed his buttons. Yeah. Thrawn wasn't... Uh, Vader wasn't allowed to touch Thrawn. Yeah. Which was mainly uh, mainly why Thrawn survived. Um, but nobody knew that Darth Vader was Princess Leia's father. Uh, that was a very well-kept secret when they went into like the New Republic that uh, after after the, the events of Return of the Jedi, about five years after that, everything started. There was kind of like normalcy, but there were still shards of the Empire around. 
well it was about now oh leia's in charge of everything she's kind of like the i don't want to say emperor because it wasn't a dictatorship and she wasn't a psychopath uh she had her senate and everything but there was somebody in the senate that was kind of turning against her um and what was revealed a uh, uh, long story short this person went out of her way to kind of find dirt on princess leia to get the galaxy to turn on her what did she find out darth vader oh, is her father I, I did not hear about this little angle when, when the news broke that darth vader who you know blew up alderaan mass murderer right hand of the emperor was princess princess leia's father who control princess leia who's now in control of the galaxy yeah how do you think that turned out probably not good uh that's almost that's like, like... Uh, that's almost <laughs> like the whole like oh yeah barack hussein obama yeah uh yeah so that was <laughs> these these events took place about seven years before the events of uh, Force Awakens, and that's where Princess Leia lost all of her power. And yeah, uh, I always first... wondered why. I always wondered why she was in the position, like how why things were that the way that they were when that movie started. Because she didn't, you know, they kept calling her princess, and but she was the captain of this little this, this faction against the first George general. Yes, general. Um, and I'm just like, what? What happened? What the hell that, happened between episode that's what six it was. and episode? It was that. Yeah. It was that secret. Um, and of course, oh, at wow. the time, Kylo, uh, uh, Ben, eventually, he uh, during this time, he's with he's with Snoke. He's being groomed. Whatever. She already lost him. That was the start. And then the nail in the coffin was everyone finding out that Darth Vader is the father of Princess wow. Leia, and that turned the galaxy against her. Of course, she had everybody. She had her band, her group, that kind of stuck with her. Uh, but then eventually when the, the, the power started to switch, you saw things kind of take uh, take shape, take hold the way things used to be uh, 20, years, 20 years prior to this, unfortunately. Um, wow. Yeah, so that's, that's the story behind how kind of Princess Leia lost, lost her power over the galaxy and everything kind of went to shit. Wow, I I legit had no idea. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people didn't really know because I, I mean, yeah, you go you go into that, it's you go into that movie theater, theater and you were, yeah, yeah, political. What a great, I mean, that's a great storyline though. That is a great storyline. It's wow, I'm baffled. And that's, in turn, that's, that's good storytelling. That, uh, how do you think that made Luke look? Yeah, even worse. That was, maybe that was part of the reason too. why he went. Yeah. Yeah. Part of the reason maybe he outcasted and lost his mind a little bit. Um, <laughs> he, out, he just went and disappeared. That's insane. Yeah, he disappeared right great, around that Great storytelling, though. Like, I would love to watch that unfold over, like, weeks of, like, a like a TV show, like, a H, like something on HBO. Like, you know how, the, you know, just a drama that unfolds over weeks. I would like to watch something like that. I would be hooked. It's so simple, and it's very story-driven, but I would be hooked by something like that. I really would. Um, like a like a 
political Star Wars, like <laughs> yeah, um, it's just another angle. I mean, it's an, it's another angle to it, but there's there's a lot of drama and intrigue with that. Absolutely. Um, I mean, that's that's uh, that's a little thing there, Princess Leia, but that's kind of ending it on a bad note. Uh, with what I just talked about. So I just want to talk about how fucking awesome she was, real quick. I, dude, she was she is so well written. Now in the first the uh, episode four, A New Hope. She was a, a, she was never a damsel in distress. Yes, she was captured, whatever. But she was, she was a badass with everything, everything that she said. And of course, dude, nobody else could play that character other than Carrie Fisher. No, no, that, she was perfect fit for it. Perfect fit. It's almost like what would happen if Robert England was Luke Skywalker, or uh, what would happen if it was uh, uh, Al Pacino that uh, was uh, Han Solo, you know. Oh, Could you imagine? Yeah. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> we talked about that before, right? I think we mentioned. I think we mentioned it when we did the Star the Star Wars one back in December. I think we did. No, that's uh, Leia in in Legends. Leia, and actually, they brought it out in canon. They uh, it doesn't cover it in the movie, but it kind of does because the the flashback battle between Luke and Leia. When yeah. Leia, she. She best Luke. Um, in the in the novel that came out, it actually goes into full detail about Leia completely surpassing Luke. Now, could you imagine if it was Leia that was trained by Obi Wan and then Yoda instead of Luke? Yeah, much she different. Went, it's a it's a good what it's a good what if man. Thinks the Star Wars universe better, better turn. Yeah, great what if she has a better head on her shoulders than Luke ever did. I mean, yep. she was raised in fucking royalty. Luke was Luke got the man. Luke really got the shaft. He was living in a hut with his pissy uncle and aunt, mining for water. <laughs> <laughs> what are you? I'm a moisture farmer. Heading to my crops from Tatooine. I'm from got two fucking sons. Fuck you. All the roads is lush fucking planet. Hey, forget about it. We got two stuns. You know what I'm I got a fucking can. <laughs> <laughs> so in that one alternate uh reality, John Travolta is, was cast as Luke Skywalker. Hey, oh my god. Hey, like I wonder if they mean old Ben. Hey, you know old Ben, right? <laughs> Check out these fucking Jawas. And he starts like strutting around Jawas. <laughs> <laughs> forget about it forget about it you got any blue milk baby you got any blue milk oh christ hey, may the force and he does a spin move and then finger snap <laughs> be with you oh can we fantasy do that we we gotta like fantasy do a fantasy novel i I'm think we really gotta roll with that John Travolta, but i'm picturing andrew dice clay <laughs> either or fit excellently i'm all for it micah i'm all for it but uh yeah leia great character Fantastic. interesting mother yep interesting mother um but what i mean what a life like there's so much lore for leia and i think that's why i appreciate her so much uh i mean my my choice there is some but it's not as deep and awesome as princess leia is she is she's a like just smart beyond her years uh, and, and not very rarely explored an action hero. She's a legit hero um, yeah, in, in many ways. 
So, and that's Absolutely. why I, I, that's why I appreciate the expanded universe a little bit more because we never really got to see that on screen. Minus that, now, that little segment in the last movie. I'd like to ask our listeners something. Now, do you, to our listeners, do you prefer the canon story behind Leia just having Ben Solo, who eventually turned to Kylo Ren back to Ben, or do they prefer the legends where she gave birth to twins? Uh, a boy and a girl where the boy uh, eventually becomes uh, becomes the next Sith where the girl becomes the next Jedi, um, which I, I think they kind of fucked up uh, in Canon because I mean, the whole twin thing is, is great. It's compelling. And it, plus the twins run in the family. Why not keep it going? I, I, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of, I'm yeah, glad because there was a lot of, there was a lot. I mean, there was a lot. I remember reading some of the, you know, the the post episode six books, and there was there was Jason Solo, and um, yeah. there was a couple. There was a couple, I can't remember all the names. There was a, there was quite a few of them. It wasn't just it wasn't just Ben Solo, aka no, Kylo Ren. There was there, there were more. There were more. Uh, there there were other stories where she had twins. There were stories where it was just one. Uh, but there there's there's so much depth and so many good stories. But I really think that they kind of it was a missed opportunity. I know yeah. Kathleen Kennedy went on to say that there wasn't enough content to come off of. And I'm just like, there's hundreds of fucking books lately <laughs> and comic, yeah. thousands of comic books that you could go off. There's so many different stories. Uh, it, it legitimately it, drove like the star Wars lore from after return of the Jedi till probably episode one came out just about it, it legit drove fan interest in star wars uh all that yeah. all the expanding universe i don't know what she's talking about but um yeah a real, it was a missed opportunity to kind of keep that con- continuity mara jade and, and and all those sorts of characters that are just kind of i'm still holding out that mara jade will show up at some point i, I mean i'm i'm right. fingers crossed season two of mandalorian she's a complete surprise like the way mom yeah. Gideon was but dude, I don't know, man. I mean, season two, they're teasing Boba Fett. There, uh, of course, we have Ahsoka. Uh, there's there was a rumor that there's going to be like a young CGI Luke Skywalker dude that like is going to show up in the last episode to, to to take the child. Like, I dude, there's there are so many rumors right now, and there's so much content, and I would love to see Mara Jade, but. I don't, I don't know. I think at this point, maybe they, uh, another missed opportunity. Yeah. Unfortunately. So, um, but yeah, excellent dude. Excellent choice. I love it. Fits perfectly with the, uh, with our, with our time of year. And I think Le- yeah, Leia is a perfect choice for exactly what we're doing today. So I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought it to the table. I know you oh. were like, Oh man, who do I choose? Who do I choose? And you're like, Oh shit, I'll do star Wars. Well, <laughs> and it worked yeah, out perfectly. I was going to talk about like Mrs. Impossible. And I was going to talk about 15 <laughs> minutes, just mainly on her ass. But <laughs> Miss, did I say impossible? Oh, incredible. Incredible. I knew what you meant. Thank you. Meant. you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Unless you're talking about Kim Possible's mom, I, I I don't know. I don't know how that. I don't know how she that had works, it going but... on too, right? She did. Yeah, Christy, was it Christy Carlson Romano? Romano was her voice, and she was a cutie back in the day. I haven't seen her lately. <laughs> Even <Hey>. Stevens. Uh, <laughs> but excellent choice, my friend. Uh, so I decided, with the sake of motherhood, um, for this theme, I would decide to go with Aunt May, May Parker. Uh, 
what a what a gem what a gem of a woman having to be thrown in not like unexpectedly twice into raising a teenager like Peter yep. Parker. Uh, first, they her and Uncle Ben inherit Peter because the parents go missing for a long time. I think they were trapped in Russia. I forgot what the original storyline was, but uh, they eventually came back. But so you have that, and then Ben dies, and May Parker is left to raise Peter by himself. And unfortunately, um, well, at probably the the toughest time to raise him, maybe so, because here he's starting to develop his powers, um, getting a little. I'm not going to say angsty, but um, his mind's all over the place, right? We all know how Spider-Man is. He's, he's, he tries really hard to be perfect and, you know, to please, he's a people pleaser. That's kind of how he's always been. Um, and I think that's why I, I relate to him a little bit. He's just all over the place trying to make everyone happy. And, um, oh, cool, my weakness. heat's finally turning on. <laughs> it is. It gets him in a lot of trouble often. But uh, I actually was just reading before this, and ironically enough, when this episode comes out on May 5th, that's actually Aunt May's fictional birthday. So really? perfect timing. Yeah, perfect timing uh, in that regard. How old perfect the old timing in that. this year, huh? <laughs> let me let me uh oh, let me take a gander. They say her age. All right, now man, they I'm gonna don't... go with 55 because I'm picturing Marissa Tomei. <laughs> me too. Me too. They don't say. They don't say, unfortunately, for the comic book. They don't give it a year, but yeah, May 5th, ironically enough. Um, yeah, because I, I was pondering characters too. I was like, who do I do? Because wait, I did uh, Invisible Woman a couple months uh, a couple months ago, and I was like, oh, good. And she's a super book mom, mom, Matt. Yeah. Super yeah. mom. She is. Uh, so I was like, yeah, May works perfectly. I was watching Into the Spider-Verse. I was watching Into the Spider-Verse, and they had the cool thing with the shed, and she knew all of Spider-Man's secrets at the time, um, and, and she opened up the shed for all the super guy, the Spider-Men, <laughs> which was a neat little touch. They turned her into uh, Alfred almost. In a way. Yeah, they did. They did. Uh, there was a couple. Yeah, She's been in some cool storylines, though. Um, there's, there's the one where uh, Otto Octavius is trying to court her, uh, which I thought I, I was, I remember oh my it very God, briefly. It's so funny. I, I actually remember that one. <laughs> nice. I remember it very briefly. And that, that was an interesting one. Um, uh, there's, I know there's one where it may died. I think she knew so, something that had to do with her finding out Peter's secret or something like that. I, I, I forgot what the, her and I think Spider-Man and MJ sacrificed their relationship to bring Aunt May back to life with Mephisto. I think that was a storyline too. Um, Really? Back in the two, mid 2000s. I'm like 90% sure that was a thing. They, they legit. Yeah. Just, she, lived a, <laughs> she lived a good life. Peter Parker should just keep fucking parting those red hairs. <laughs> get exactly. Red Mary, Mary Jane. Mary, <laughs> Mary Jane's a fox. Yeah. Actually, I'm just looking at it right here. It was uh, it was right right around the Civil War time. So right around the first Civil War uh, storyline. So. Yeah. Yeah, not uh, not good. Now, but did Aunt May uh, during the this is it's a little off question here. Did Aunt May ever turn into a zombie during that whole zombie shit? Because I, I don't know if she turned into like a zombie. Going, picture her like going to bite somebody and like her dentures fall out. <laughs> Spider Man did eat her. He did eat her. I remember. Oh I think this God, is one of the other I times you came. About that. 
the, the, the first time you came over, he he went home. You think he, he either ate? Yeah, he ate Aunt May. Aunt May was the first person he ended up eating. And he ate MJ um, too, right? He did. He did. Yeah. It was, uh, and he regretted it. He hated it. Yeah. But yeah, that was a thing. That was a thing. Um, oh, that's yeah. It's he gruesome, was eating but them, sucking down the bones, crying, cracking them in half, <laughs> sucking the marrow, going, oh, marrow. oh, they're so delicious. <laughs> no, it's that's no, that's that happened, man. Crazy, crazy. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Aunt May has been, and she's probably the most important female. She is the most important female character in in the Spider-Man lore. I I really think she how she she gave Peter this this sense of you know, righteousness, do the right thing. Good, you know, and he's carried that with him. You, you see a lot of storylines where Spider-Man slash Peter Parker, he's tested. His moralities are tested. Love Matt, the Maximum Carnage storyline. And that was one where he was constantly tested. Yeah. He was with, you know, Venom and, and Firestar and Black Cat. We're like, we got to get as dirty as like Carnage and Carrion and Shriek and Doppelganger. We got to get, we got to get like that. And Spider-Man just, and all the citizens were pushing to that point and he refused to give in. And, yeah. It ended up for the best. It ended up for the best, uh, you know. And, and Spider-Man's always been like that great moral character because of what Aunt May's character instilled in him from a storyline perspective. So that's why I've always appreciated her. Um, and I, man, I love her in the MCU. <laughs> I love her so much. Oh yeah, uh, she is. Marissa Tomei, she's beautiful. Uh, that was probably one of my top five favorite scenes when she walked in on Spider-Man uh, or walked in on Peter at the end of the first movie and just goes, yells, what the? F-? And it closes the credits. It was so, so good. Oh, like I, God, I didn't, did not expect every, that. No, nobody expected Marissa Tomei to be Aunt May, like to turn that gilf into a milf. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, plus, I, dude, huge fan of Marissa Tomei. <laughs> like the last time I saw her in anything good was uh, the wrestler, right? What's that? Oh, the, the, that's the last right, time yeah, I saw Marissa right. Tomei in anything good was the the 2008 the wrestler with Mickey Rourke. That's right. Yeah, you got to see her in a thong. It was great. It was wonderful. I haven't seen the movie in a long time, and that reminds me. I'm glad you said something. I want to watch it now. So <laughs> you can see Andrew <laughs> Anderson and Helena Mayhem in that. And a handful of other fellows that don't even fucking wrestle anymore. The, the star of the wrestler, Andrew Anderson. Is being extras in that fucking movie. Necro Butcher. I'm on a show with Necro Butcher, and the guy's talking to me. He's hammered and high and on every fucking drug known to man. And he's like, <laughs> I was in a movie nominated by the Academy. Like, no one fucking cares, dude. Good for you. Um... Well, did you hear that Andrew Anderson want he because I used to frequent ECPW back in the day, back in my pro wrestling days, pulling back the curtain a little bit, my friends. Oh, he used to introduce used to introduce himself as the star of the wrestler. Yep. That's that's how he used to be introduced. Um, I'd have to hear about it all the time. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's enough. That's enough I, about I, honestly, I honestly have such a soft spot for the guy, but that's his go to. Um, he's a sweetheart yeah back on uh, what i love now i know you appreciate aunt may for everything that she taught peter in morals and everything and how peter yeah. lived his every day of his life thinking about like aunt may is right over his shoulder watching what he's doing yeah. um which is why the lights are always out when peter parker has sex um <laughs> aunt aunt may doesn't use pledge windex anything like that all home 
mixed together shit with like baking soda and vinegar. Oh wait, doesn't that explode? Uh, I don't. She cleans with vinegar and so, lemon yeah. juice. She goes down to it. She never goes to Walmart. Never goes to Target. She goes down to the local uh, produce stands. She's a phenomenal woman, and we love her. Yeah. She is 100%. She's done a lot of cool stuff that, I mean, it's just escaping my mind. Um, just always there for people when you need the most. And, and, you know, she's, I'm trying to, she is like that clever, like grandma who's always like, she, they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Um, just very smartened up when they're trying, like when I remember when, when she was trying to hook up Peter and Mary Jane, uh, she, <laughs> just a couple moments where she was like, pretending to be naive but she was she knew what she was doing but um big shot yeah may parker great mom great mom figure uh mom regardless whether the title's aunt or or whatever it may be may parker awesome person lay organa solo dash solo great character um two great ones today two great ones and i'm excited to see how far we go for the rest of this month um as far as who we cover because we still have we still got asian history month there's a lot of asian asian oriental characters uh don't do it uh <laughs> but before micah says something that gets us kicked off and we lose our, <laughs> all our viewers <laughs> micah uh, thank you so much bud. A shame it is just a shame that aunt may we had to lose her this year to covid19 <laughs> greg if you're <laughs> greg if you're listening I just fight harder than Aunt May did. You son of a bitch. You got this. We believe in you. On behalf of Michael and I, we will talk to you next week right here on The Big Discussion. Thank you so much. Hey, Anthony. Yeah, Chris? You hear any new podcasts lately? Uh, yeah, I have. Like what? Retroblist. You had that ready to go. Like, almost like you knew I was going to ask you this. I sort of kind of did. It was like an ESP feeling. What's Retroblist? Retroblist is a retro video game podcast presented by Johnny and Trevor where they talk about everything from retro gaming, retro consoles. They each week review a different video game that they have played. Uh, majority of the time it is retro, like on the actual console itself, from Sega Dreamcast to Super Nintendos to... Um, I think they recently started playing on a Nintendo Switch. Where can I find this podcast? Uh, you can find it at bicbp radiocom Sweet.